2: on this thursday morning the 24th morning of the first month of the year of our lord 2019 very heavy uh, open to the show today, a really heavy first hour all the way around as we talk about the ongoing assault on uh, all things decent, civil, moral, ethical, uh, seemingly from uh, from the highest levels of our government. Uh, and it's uh, very sad to say that we are responsible. We are responsible because, because we choose as a people the direction that we want our government to take us. We choose the representatives who are supposed to be speaking for us. And here we sit with some of these horrific things coming about that we may feel like we don't have any control control over, but we do. We do. There's going to be a period of time where we feel sad. Where there's going to be a very t- period of time when we feel angry. There's going to be a period of time we feel helpless. But quite frankly, uh, after those periods end, and I think those are normal. It's kind of like the uh, stages of grieving. Uh, after those periods are are past, it's time to get up and active and do what needs to be done to make sure that we can uh, take back um, the moral society that we once built and we can build again. All right. Uh, it's uh, 10 minutes after 10 o'clock. Thanks to Dr. Everett Piper. I'm uh, really uh Really appreciative of Dr. Piper's contributions as a man of faith, the president of Oklahoma Wesleyan University, and it was a perfect setup and uh, an in introduction uh, to our next guest, which is another man of faith. Pastor Chris Long is the president of the Ohio Christian Alliance, and he joins us to react to some of this latest news as well. Uh, Chris, good to have you back, my friend. How are you?
3: Thanks, Bob. Good to be with you this morning.
2: Pleasure to be with you as well. Chris, uh, let's start uh, with something different than what I just discussed with Dr. Piper, although I do want to get your thoughts on those things. And let's start with a press release. I hold in my hands uh, a call by the Ohio Christian Alliance and others for the FBI and the U.S. Justice Department to take some action. Tell us what you want them to do, Chris Law.
3: We're asking for the Department of Justice and the FBI to look into the dangerous threats that were made against the Covington Catholic Christian School students. Uh, This is a very serious matter. It is a watershed moment, and I think that people are going to realize in the coming weeks just how serious we are about this, and I think the Justice Department will take this on. There's a couple of reasons. You know, the controversy surrounding the Justice Department over the last number of years, and people literally have lost confidence in the Department of Justice and the FBI with a number of the scandals that have been going on the investigations on Capitol Hill. But when we look at what happened with these school students who simply were attending the March for Life, a peaceful uh, demonstration that happens annually in Washington, attended by several hundred thousand people from across the country to uh, basically... um, make a position that we defend life and the unborn. We see value in all life and in the unborn child. And these are school students that come in from across the country. These kids were on the Lincoln Memorial after the march waiting for the bus. And then come some counter-protesters to come to kind of harass these kids. And I know people have heard a lot about this. But what they haven't seen is some of the screenshots of the Twitter um, feeds of people, some known and famous, some not so famous, that hurled very serious threats against these kids and their Christian school. So much so that this this week the school uh, was shut down because of safety concerns. Local authorities and the officials of the school thought it necessary that the threats were that serious that they needed to close the school for the safety of the kids. And there's good reason for that, Bob. And we'll get into some of these screenshots that we have collected are in the process of doing, and we're seeking legal. Uh, advice and consultation of how we're going to present this to the FBI and the Justice Department. We're going to be having a press conference next week in Cincinnati, uh, and we're going to be presenting these letters to the FBI office there, but also the Department of Justice in Washington, D.C. So we're a collection of groups, pro-life, pro-family groups uh, are joining together, civil organizations are joining together, and legal organizations. I had Matt Staber of Liberty Counsel on my radio program yesterday and said, Chris, you need to pursue this. And so there is that thought that a watershed moment has happened, uh, and this time it's going to mean that there's going to be people that are going to have to answer for their actions. So we have an example of that in our press release. We talk about uh, a number of years ago, uh, then-Congressman John Bocheri received a threat into his office. This was during the Obamacare uh, debate, and there was people that were upset about that. There was a man who took it a little too far, and he hurled a threat against the congressman to a staffer. That man was—he uh, was charged, prosecuted, and spent 15 months in prison uh, for the threat that he made against Congressman. What we're asking is, does the well-being and safety of a congressman outweigh the safety and security of school children? We have documentation of what these people said. They're talking about locking the kids in the school and burning the school to the ground this was one of the twitter accounts out there another one hats first into the wood chipper and then shows a graphic of blood all over the snow bob these are horrendous things that people have said about minors and school children so we're looking into what laws were violated these people are going to have to face uh... the arm of the law we're going to pursue it
2: Chris, there's a lot of ground there uh, to cover. By the way, that last one, the wood chipper one, came from, if I'm not mistaken, a Disney producer. Somebody who works for the family-friendly Disney company, or at least that's how they build themselves. Uh, a producer who has worked on Beauty and the Beast and other important projects that they've done, actually suggesting that children... Teenage kids, uh, as you say, be put into the wood chipper. So that part is important. Um, let me ask you this, uh, from a legal perspective, and I know you have legal advisors here, and uh, and you're going to talk to more, which I also want to get into. But um, the the comparison to the bocheri situation. Now, uh, the threat was made to a staffer. Did I hear that correctly? Back in 2010. Uh,
3: That's right. And in fact, it was they had no written material of what this man said. They didn't even have an audio tape. He was sentenced, he was prosecuted, found guilty, simply on the word of the staffer. It was her word against his word. He said Mm -hmm. that, uh, I said, burn down, this will burn down like a house of cards. And she said, you said that, uh, referring to the congressman's house to burn down. And we we agree with that, by the way, that we believe that public officials should not be receiving threats and they should be, uh, these people should be held accountable. But how much more school children, minors, that simply were involved in a peaceful protest of the uh, abortion uh, laws of this country mm-hmm. and were entering into their civil uh, civic responsibility and, and, and uh, privilege, and then to receive this kind of hate campaign. So Twitter at this point, and Google or whatever... These social media texts, they are now held accountable, but individually, the people that wrote those things, that's where the accountability is going to take place.
2: Well, hold on a second, hold on a second. How are they held accountable? How is Twitter being held accountable for, for providing the platform for these threats and these horrific things to be said, these, these uh, uh, defamatory things to be said about these kids? I haven't heard of any repercussions whatsoever against them. What are they facing?
3: Well, not until now, but this is where this may be a watershed moment. You know, Senator Portman has said uh, towards the end of uh, last year, and I spoke with him, he said, we're going to hold hearings on Capitol Hill concerning the censorship on social media platforms. They're picking winners and losers as it is right now, as you and I both know.
2: Sure.
4: uh,
3: Advancing some ideas and and, uh, uh, public thought and uh, limiting or squelching others. So they're picking winners and losers right now. They're not acting like a utility. So as Matt Staver said on my program yesterday, he said, you know, the phone company doesn't, you know, it's like, well, we don't like your your political view, therefore we're not going to provide you service. Or the electric company or the, the gas company, let's hope it never comes to that. You know, you and I will probably be sitting in the dark and uh, with no heat in our house uh, if because if we don't have the political view that goes along with uh, the political left. Uh, but that's a utility. And so Matt was saying that it's come to that point with these these platforms that are um, operating as a utility does. Yet that's not exactly what's happening now, especially since they started to curtail and to censure uh, what they consider hate speech on their on their uh, their platform. So if you're a pro lifer and you're advancing the cause for life and you speak out against uh, Roe v. Wade, they may consider that to be hate speech and take take down your Twitter feed or your uh, Google account or your YouTube feed. Uh, Consequently, on the other side, if you're promoting an LGBTQ uh, uh, philosophy and and, and advancement in that way, you'll be promoted. So they are picking winners and losers right now. So that's where they may come into question as to what um, liability or accountability that they have in this whole thing. But immediately it is the individuals that put out these hateful uh, and threatening uh, statements towards these kids. So that's what we're going to pursue and want the FBI and the Justice Department to pursue are the individuals who made these statements and put it out there. And now we have documentation. We have captured the screenshots of these things, and we're presenting that in our letter to the FBI.
2: Chris, you um, uh, speak uh, very authoritatively on a lot of legal matter- matters. I should know this, but I don't. But did you go to law school? I did not. Okay. I only asked that because what I wanted to ask you was going to, to be to draw a legal conclusion here. Uh, and, and, and I want to make sure that I introduce it properly. So I'm a uh, woman, so I don't know this, but I'm going to ask you maybe just from your experiences outside of that then uh, whether or not you can you can speak to this. The bocheri situation, was it in person, he said, she said, according to the, what you just described? And uh, the staffer, uh, you know, uh, clarified for the court what he said, and uh, this individual got sentenced. Um. Do you think there's going to be a difference because of the Internet? Um, you know, we often hear about Internet muscles. People will say things hyperbolically on the Internet that they don't really mean, that they wouldn't really say in person. And do you think that will mitigate the responsibility of some of these idiots who made these horrific terroristic threats against these kids? Because I feel like the Internet almost provides people, sadly, and I don't agree with it, but I just feel like this is a thing cover, because people often say things they don't mean on the internet, this is just social media venting, he didn't really mean he was going to burn down a school, so there's none of these things are going to stick.
3: Well, I like you, am a layman, when it comes to the law, but yeah. there, there's, a, there's a factor called common sense, and logic. So let's take a look at it, let's say that an individual goes into a bank with a note, and the note says, give me all your money in your drawer. Mm-hmm. That's considered, and then you hand over the money, They say, well, I was just kidding, and hand it back, you know, gives the money back you think that person's still going to face the law? Yes. Of course they are. And that's a handwritten note. What we have here is a handwritten note. So obviously on the Internet, we, find, we sign official documents, right? There is uh, uh, basically you sign a documents, There's agreements. You can actually do mortgages online and bank transactions. All that's official, and it's all over the Internet. How is it then not official when you put out a statement, and it's your statement? That means it's a threat, and it's seen by tens of thousands. We're not talking about somebody handing a note. We're talking about tens of thousands of people see it, you're influencing them, and you're invoking uh, an act of violence against children and minors. If there's not a law in the book for that, uh, Bob, then God help us in this country.
2: I, I'm with you, Chris. All right, it's 1025. I've got five good minutes left here with uh Our friend Pastor Chris Long, the president of the Ohio Christian Alliance, which has uh, issued a press release calling for the FBI. And there will be a press conference held in Cincinnati, uh, Chris tells us, calling for the FBI and the uh, Department of Justice to investigate and take very seriously and hold to account people who have made very, very threatening statements against the uh, Catholic high school kids from Covington, Kentucky uh at the march for life on uh, on Friday chris switching to the issue of the march for life of course uh and it, it is it is a pro life march 46 years of trying to convince uh, the American population of the evils of abortion and perhaps undo uh, the Roe v.ersus Wade decision of 1973. Rather than undoing the decision, however, this week on the anniversary of Roe v. Wade, we have the state of New York celebrating loudly and cheering with standing ovations the passage through the state legislature of a bill that allows babies to be murdered literally right up until the moment of uh, delivery, uh, right up to their due dates and, uh, with no repercussions whatsoever to the abortionists or the mothers, if you can use that term, um, who are carrying those children nearly to term. Uh, Andrew Cuomo then signed it and, like I said, celebrations, uh, broke out. They lit the spire of the World Trade Center Tower in pink. They lit the State House, the Capitol, and so on in Albany in pink. And, uh, they're celebrating this as some sort of championship moment. Um, and then just yesterday, I sent you a link to something that I thought was upcoming, but actually already happened in November. In Columbus, they celebrated faith leaders celebrating and giving blessings to abortion clinics, suggesting that, quote, accessing and providing abortions are godly decisions. Pastor Chris Long, your reaction?
3: We have apost- apostasy in the faith, obviously, uh, across the country at this time with the uh, these very liberal members of the clergy, Bob, and it's, it's just uh, uh, mind-boggling to understand how anyone could think of that as being something decent and needs blessing. So it is an outrage. It's, it's it, they're, they're apostates from the faith, in our opinion. But I'm looking on a, a video of yesterday's de- debate on the New York Assembly floor, and uh, Representative Glick, who is the uh, the, uh, the sponsor of the bill, mm-hmm. um, When I looked at this video, and it was a back and forth with another assemblyman who was asking her a series of questions about the bill, Uh, and when does the viability of a baby, uh, when does life begin? And so he takes her through a series of questions, because this bill will allow for abortion up to the ninth month, right up to the point of birth. I thought I was watching something from the late 60s or early 70s, quite honestly, before Roe v. Wade was actually passed. Uh, in her discussion, she doesn't take into account all the scientific advancements we've made of ultrasounds, of um, the imaging that we've had over the years to show the viability uh, of the of the fetus in the womb. She doesn't take into account any of that science and that knowledge, and she stumbles over her words. It is very awkward. I thought I was watching something from 50 years ago rather than yesterday. So it's really arcane in their advancement of this bill in, in the face of what we know is scientific evidence of the viability of the child in the womb. And in fact, at the place, you could say at the heartbeat, but I actually believe that life begins at conception. For what we know in in uh, life sciences now, that life begins at conception and with human embryo life. And we've defended that over the years. We believe that life begins at conception and all Uh, Human life is worthy of protection, including nascent human life as an organization. But to watch this unfold in New York was, I think, for a lot of people across the country. They are outraged. Uh, A lot of New Yorkers are outraged. And to hear the rousing applause in the uh, Assembly once it was passed by the gallery of the Planned Parenthood people and pro-aborts that had come to hear and see the passage of the bill, unbelievable realistic, unbelievable, surreal is what happened yesterday in New
2: York. It was bone-chilling to me. I mean, it, it literally just it made the hair on the back of my neck stand up. St- it, I said this in the beginning of my show today. It would be horrific under any circumstances, but I, I, I would... I would be able to to accept it or take it or 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 understand it or whatever it a little bit more if they passed it begrudgingly and said we don't take any joy in this but we feel like we have to protect the mother and the mother's decision and so on and so forth. This is a terrible thing but but it's it's the lesser of two terrible things to choose from. If they if they somehow somehow made their ghoulish intentions uh, in those terms, I I would feel less cryptic about it, I suppose. But they full throatedly applauded and again they 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 they, they lit the um uh, the landmarks in new york up in pink to celebrate this chris and th- this just shows they are literally taking joy in the evil that they are promoting
3: you know they have sown to the wind and they will reap the whirlwind bob this is very disconcerting and alarming for the state of new york people in a, new york need to pray they need to uh, call their, their assemblymen and they need to reverse this if they can, and of course elect officials that will defend life. Let me read a, a scripture verse from Isaiah 49:15. It says, Can a woman forget her suckling child, that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yea, they may forget, yet will I not forget thee, the Lord says. You know, God is, wow. is looking and he is watching the actions of men and women uh, in this day in which we live. And we are seeing all kinds of evil prevail across the country. And it is a time that causes men's hearts to fail when they see so much evil being championed and applauded in an assembly in, a, in, a, in the great state of New York. So, I mean, th- this is one of those times in which you look at, at all the what we're seeing, and uh, we we are in a uh, nation right now that is in the throes of uh, being tossed to and fro like the, the waves of the sea.
2: Chris Long, uh, President of the Ohio Christian Alliance. Chris, please keep us posted on the progress of this uh, this call uh, for the FBI and the Justice Department to investigate those dangerous individuals, and uh, and we'll talk to you again very soon, my friend.
3: Absolutely, Bob. And we just uh, for those who want to follow us, they could just Google Ohio Christian Alliance or log on to our website at OhioCA.org. Thank you
2: Perfect. so much, my friend. Thank you, Pastor. God bless. Uh, Ten thirty-two news time now. Your calls to follow AM fourteen twenty. The answer.
0: miles progressive democrats please be aware you have now entered the place where political correctness goes to die this is the bob france authority on am 1420 the answer Ten
2: thirty six. now the bob france authority on am 1420 the answer hey i want to uh, make you aware of something that is a really really good cause that is coming up on sunday This is for the uh, St. Augustine Health Ministries Sensory Stimulation Program. This is basically uh, in essence to help victims of uh, Alzheimer's and early onset dementia and other things. This is what they do at the St. Augustine Health Ministries. There's an event coming up on Sunday at Playhouse Square at Kennedy's Theater. It's called Flanagan's Wake. It's the hilarious interactive Irish wake. Funerals aren't usually supposed to be fun, but uh, they make it so. It's a special performance. Again, it's a benefit performance in celebrating operation of St. Augustine Health Ministries' 50th anniversary. It's this Sunday at 1.30 p.m. at Playhouse Square at the Kennedy's Theater. It's $50 a person. Seating is limited, so you're going to want to get a ticket by calling 216 939 as soon as you can. Seating is limited. It is well worth the admission price, and moreover, the money that you do spend on your ticket is going to help people uh, and help St. Augustine and their ministries with helping um, dementia and uh, and uh, Alzheimer's patients. More information is online at St. Aug Ministries. St. Aug, just like you would imagine, at St. Aug Ministries.org, uh, backslash Flanagan's Wake. All proceeds benefit St. Augustine Health Ministry's Sensory Stimulation Program. Please check that great program out on Sunday. All right. It's been... Uh, Quite an amazing show of conversations with very uh, uh, important people, people of faith, faith leaders. Dr. Everett Piper from Oklahoma Wesleyan. Chris Long just finished with us as well. If you did not hear the conversation that I had with Dr. Piper, I want to play just a very short portion of it. It's about a minute long, minute and a half uh, long, of uh, one of the one of the stories that he told. Uh, as we were discussing the horrors of abortion and the horrors of the legislature and the governor in the state of New York, allowing abortion now, legalizing it, they say to protect abortion rights for women in the event that the federal abortion right, as granted by Roe v. Wade, is overturned by a more conservative, growing Supreme Court. Uh, that's why they said this was necessary. But Dr. Piper uh, gave us a little uh, a little backstory of uh, a conversation that he had with one of his students at Oklahoma Wesleyan University.
1: I had a kid that was pro- Choice. And I challenged her and I said, Pro choice first trimester? Yep, woman's right, right to choose. Second trimester? Yep, woman's right to choose. Third trimester? Woman's right to choose. I said, Great, you're being logical, consistent, good for you. Tail end of third trimester, 60 seconds before birth. I literally asked that question. Yep, woman's right to choose. Last question, 60 seconds after birth. You find out that the kid is Phil. Now, Phil was a student on our campus that had cerebral palsy was navigating campus in a wheelchair with a joystick i said 60 seconds after birth um you find out this baby is phil woman's right to choose and the student looked me in the eye a christian college student looked me in the eye and said yep woman's right to choose you know what i said nothing i just stared at this student With an incredulous look, I said nothing because her worldview just imploded, and she knew it. The only reason she said that is she wanted to win the debate. She was being logical. She was being consistent. She carried her broken worldview to its logical end, and she was caught. I was just quiet. Like Jesus was quiet when he said, do you want to pick up the first stone and throw it? I was quiet and let her worldview implode as she just left my office.
2: Tony in South Euclid, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Tony. Go ahead, sir.
5: Yes. Uh, how you doing, Bob? I, Good, uh, I call many times, and uh, I claim myself to be a master solve, solve a, uh, problem solver. Okay. Listen, things are, are very simple, but we make them so complicated. This abortion thing is never going to end uh, as long as mankind exists. Now, I just need to ask you one question, and then I'd like to respond after also, if I could. I, I want to ask you, who wrote the Bible?
2: Uh, God wrote the Bible. God? God okay, wrote the
5: Bible. Like to, God, okay. And I'd like you to tell me, give me a definition of God.
2: Um, I, I don't want to be interrogated. I just want you to make your point, Tony.
5: Well, this is the problem. See, because I ask these questions to a lot of people. You're not the only one, and nobody can give you an answer. Look, man wrote the Bible. Man is a human being. We all make mistakes. Bottom line is, look, it's a. You think the Bible God. is?
2: You think the Bible is a mistake, Tony?
5: I didn't say that. I didn't well, yeah, I'm, mistake,
2: well, I okay, saying. okay, then, then, then help me out, cause that, that was the, that was the way it sounded. You said, man wrote the Bible and man makes mistakes. So it makes it sound like you're saying well, ma- the man made a mistake well, in the Bible. First of all, I, by the way, by the way, man, man cannot write and construct the Bible without God. God spoke through mankind. Yes, man put pen to paper, but it was God who, who dictated, uh, what, what would be written. Um, and, and, you know, that's, that's faith. That's faith. That's just a matter of faith for those who believe. Uh, those who don't, that's fine, but that is exactly what I believe. But, uh, what do you mean then when you say God, man wrote the Bible and man makes mistakes?
5: Alright, so you're telling me. God is in this conversation, but you can't give me a definition of God. So I how can I continue Well, that? Well,
2: sure I can, Tony, but I, I don't understand the point you're trying to make. I mean, God is the creator of the heavens and the earth. God is the maker of mankind. God is the all-being, all-powerful exi- reason for the existence of everything. I mean, I could sit here and use descriptions like that over and over and over again, and, and a million different ones as well, but we, we all know what God is. You either believe in Him or you do not. Uh, but, you know, you're right. not going to I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not God, going to be able to give you a description that's going to make you a believer if you're not a believer.
5: Well, let see. This is the problem. This is why we'll never be able to solve this problem with abortion. Okay. Why? Because we're constantly. Because re- we're constantly referring to the Bible, and the Bible is so inconsistent.
2: Tony, do, do you to need a book? To Tony, Tony, do you need a book? Do you need a Bible to tell you that murdering people is wrong? You don't even have to believe what? in God to to understand that killing is wrong. How, how, what does that have to do with the Bible or God? Well, obviously, everybody keeps referring to the Bible. I'm not referring to, to that, God am I, Tony? God. I'm referring to you, Tony. I'm not referring to no, the Bible. No. I'm telling you that without a Bible, I know, without a Bible, without one of the stone tablets that says, Thou shalt not kill, without that, just in my own center of, of right and wrong, that murder is something that I frown upon. It is something that should not be allowed to happen. People have a right to live. Take religion out of the equation for a moment, which seems to be what you're fixated on, and you tell me, religion aside, is murder right or wrong?
5: I'm not talking about religion. No,
2: answer my question, Tony. You tried, you tried to ask me questions and I answered them. Now I'm asking you, you, you you take, yeah, I most certainly did. Tony, 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 I gave you you a definition of God and I told you who wrote the Bible and you, you continue to refuse to answer my question. Is murder right or wrong in your mind? Don't talk about God. Don't talk about Bibles because I'm not. I'm asking you, Tony and South Euclid, your own moral code, wherever it comes from. You can be secular, you can be religious, you can be anything. You're just Tony. I'm not asking you to speak on behalf of the Bible or God. I'm asking you to speak on behalf of Tony. Is it okay to kill people or not?
5: Now, okay. Now, I'm, now, this
2: is my phone call. Tony, thank you for the phone you. call. You're done. You're not, you're not, you're not on anymore and you're not gonna come on anymore because I don't deal with people like that. I asked you a very direct question that was completely unambiguous. There was no way for you to twist around a yes or no question and you twist it around anyway. You refuse to answer it, which makes the phone call pointless and fruitless. I've made it my business in 21 years of radio not to engage in pointless and fruitless conversation. I would thank you for the phone call, but quite honestly, I'm not really, really thrilled that I took that phone call. BJ in Strongsville. You're on AM 1420, The Answer. Go ahead.
3: Good morning, Bob. I have to thank Tony for making a point. It is the thinking of the Tonys that have brought us this abortion issue and the acceptance of a lot of these things. But it's your age group that's going to have an awakening soon because now that we have taken death of the unborn all the way to birth and perhaps up to birth and after birth, the next is going to be the people that are in the senior centers that have the Alzheimer's. You were talking about a gathering for people to raise money. Those are going to be the next on the euthanasia list, not only the handicapped that are out there, but many seniors that are in their 70s and 80s and 90s that are in their mind wasting away and should not be living. We have
4: we
2: especially we if are. they're inconvenient, especially if they're an inconvenience to those who have to care for them. And that's because Absolutely. that's what that's what the answer is for mothers who don't want their babies. This is an inconvenience. I don't want to raise a child. I don't want to deal with this. I should have thought of it before I got pregnant, but I didn't, so now I get to kill the baby. Uh, that's, you're 100% right, BJ. There are people in their senior years who become burdens financially and otherwise on their children and other family members who have to help care for them. And you're right. In the same justification for the killing of babies, we will see, we will see the justification of euthanasia of the aged. And uh, and that's, way, that, Bob, that's 100% I to, right.
3: I have to tell you that you have become quite a warrior for this, and I appreciate it. Thank you.
2: Well thank you, BJ, but I hope I didn't interrupt you too much that you didn't have a thought to finish there.
3: No, I think I think the point is that we when you look at the Democratic Party, what is it about death that they have any concern about at any age group anymore?
2: Um, they well, they, they, the they're, they're no they the, no, the only the only the only death they're concerned about, BJ, is criminals. They will fight to defend the lives of criminals. They will—they uh, want criminals let out of prison, even if they have taken life. Uh, they They want them rehabilitated and released back into society and given voting rights and so on and so forth. The only time they seem to oppose death is when somebody has shown such a reckless disregard for life that they have taken it themselves, and rather than make them pay the ultimate price via the death penalty, they will advocate for them to live. But the innocent child who has done nothing wrong to anyone no they, they they should be exterminated at the mother 's whim
1: if I may ask one more question, what immoral
3: things do they not defend or protect and thank you for your time
2: and that thank you b j uh, that question I think is self answering I think that question is self answering there is nothing immoral that they don 't protect they protect all immorality they protect all Violations of what most would consider decent standards of society and and uh, and and protected life, uh, protected uh, uh, aspects of life, and just protected life. Period, especially as it pertains to uh, to the abortion issue. TJ Cleveland, go ahead, sir.
4: You know, Bob. After Vietnam, I really thought I'd never see too much that would shock me. But you know, after this thing in New York, I'm looking at people that endorse a barbaric procedure like you represented earlier in the show and then to stand up and cheer like they just scored the winning touchdown in the Super Bowl Bob, these are demonic creatures, these are not humans uh, I was watching a thing on YouTube the other night about spotting psychopaths they had 10 points on uh, how to spot a psychopath it was chilling when you seen many of the points perfectly fit the extreme left we're dealing with psychopaths here uh... Your guest yesterday, you know, he hit it on the head. This is a war going on. Okay, these people are demonic. They want us on, they don't want us on it away like Kurt Schlickner said. They want us dead. They want to remove us. We have to fight back, Bob, with every every weapon in our arsenal, whether it be a boycott, a lawsuit, or physical fighting if it gets down to that. We can't back down. These are creatures. These are not humans we're dealing with on the left. I mean this is just shocking. And, and and it's happening so fast, and calls like that one you had, that Tony there, you should have dumped him long before you did.
2: Well, you know, I don't like to do that, as you know, uh, TJ. Uh, I, 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 I welcome debate. I welcome uh, discussion, and, and that includes conversations with people who disagree. That's how we get smarter. If nothing else, it's how we bolster our arguments when we hear the arguments of the other side and, and, and refute them. Um, But the, that that dialogue cannot happen if the individual refuses to answer questions. You know, he asked me a question. I said, look, I don't want to be interrogated. He continued to ask. So I said, okay, here's my definition of God. Here's who wrote the Bible. I answered his questions, and I asked him to show me the courtesy of doing the same and answer mine, uh, leaving it completely uh, unambiguous. And you heard him twist and turn. He wasn't going to answer it. So when people decide they don't want to debate and they don't want to answer, they just want to have uh, filibusters, that's when I terminate terminate phone calls.
4: And that's what he was. He was a seminar caller. He didn't want to debate. All he wanted to do was spew talking points. Exactly. And that's the the problem with the left. You can't have an intelligent debate with these people. They just sit there and spew talking points. And and like I said, it, it... they're demonic, Bob. That's all I can say.
2: Well, after uh, what, what we just saw in New York, TJ, thanks very much. It's hard to argue against that. It is. It is demonic. I've used that same word, too, on my, uh, in my uh, online commentaries about this. 1051, let me get a final check of our traffic. Come back in and get a few more phone calls before the top of the hour on the Bob France Authority. In. All right, final uh, segment of the morning. Very, very interesting morning. Very, very dark morning in a lot of ways. Talking about some very serious stuff. We'll uh, continue those conversations now, right up until the top of the hour. Chris in Brexville is waiting to talk about this with us on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. Hi, Chris. Go ahead.
3: Hi. Hey. Um. Real quick. I, I, you know, I'm Catholic, and I think, and there's like seventy million Catholics in the United States, and I think we should all get a dollar together. So get seventy million dollars. Offer it to the Pope. Say, get over in New York at Saint Patrick's, Patrick's Cathedral. Make a stand on this and excommunicate uh, Andrew Como and anybody else that voted for this. That's a politician. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, the Pope stands still on this stuff, and
4: and he's uh, and, and yet he's all over the place on this global warming.
2: Yeah, he is. He he's all over the place on a lot of um, social and societal. Progressive issues these days, uh, and and has has really taken a very uh, lame stand on on very important integral Catholic do- Catholic doc- doctrine, you know, including the right to life. Uh, I will say this: that the bishop of the diocese of Albany, where of course Cuomo uh, lives and works, and uh, at the state house there uh, signed that bill, Reverend Edward Scharfenberger, uh, That bishop wrote an open letter to Andrew Cuomo and uh, essentially told him he is not Catholic. You are no Catholic for doing this and signing something that legalizes. Now, it's one thing to say you're not Catholic. It's another thing to say we're going to I'm going to move to have you excommunicated. Uh and that's the problem here. Nobody's doing that. Nancy Pelosi still parades around uh, brandishing her cross and saying I'm Catholic, I'm Catholic, I'm Catholic, even though she has been told by bishops you should not receive communion until you stop publicly advocating for abortions. So, you know, until these people are truly excommunicated, you know, the statements against them are aren't carrying very much weight.
3: Yeah, and I think he, I think the Pope needs to make a visit and, and offer him the 70 million bucks. Say, get over here, make a statement, and, uh, and, and, you know, so that, so that
4: it gets covered by the new. I would, I would (laughs) donate,
2: I would donate my dollar to that, my friend. I would absolutely donate my dollar if the rest of the Catholics in this country would do the same. Chris, thank Uh, you for the call. I appreciate it. Amy in uh, Hudson is next. Hi, Amy, go ahead.
1: Good morning, Bob. Uh,
3: I have three children. The first one was born three weeks uh, earlier before the due date. She could have been aborted if I, had been, if I was living in New York and wanted to, and that made me very, very sad. But uh, now she's six feet tall. She's a mother of three children, happily married, and she's an Ohio State senator. And I think back, what a waste of good life it would have been had she been aborted.
2: Amy that is a perfect story to tell. That is a perfect story to tell. And I'll tell you something else. I'll tell you a similar story. There was a baby that was born in uh 1967 in December of 1967. This is pre Roe v Wade as you know you needed special permission from a doctor uh to be able to have that procedure because of various uh, health cons- considerations of the mother. This is before Roe versus Wade, mind you. Uh this uh this baby's mother was actually given said permission to abort the baby for a variety of reasons. And this mother was unwed, and this mother's father, or excuse me, the father of this child uh, was no longer in the picture. He fled once he found out that there was a baby that was coming. And uh, this mother's uh, parents, this young mother's parents, unwed mother's parents did not want her to have the baby. But she chose to have the baby anyway. And that child, uh, born back in 1967, uh, now has two children as well, who are doing wonderful things in their own community. And that child hosts a radio show on AM 1420, The Answer, each and every day, arguing on behalf of the unborn. Take that story and consider it. When you make your mind up about the sanctity of life. I'm not going to take another call now because I will be giving whoever I give the phone call to short shrift because we have less than 30 seconds to go. Uh, I'm going to thank you for listening. I'm going to thank Chris Long, pastor and uh, president of the Ohio Christian Alliance for joining us. I want to thank Dr. Everett Piper for joining us. If you missed either one of those conversations or my opening monologue today, it's something I think you should hear. Make sure you listen to our podcast at whkradio.com. Mike Gallagher is next. Have a blessed day. We'll see you tomorrow.
0: Enjoy the silence.